gonna say a lot of mean shit today, so it doesn't fucking matter. So, I've been trying to place this pop filter for, like, I don't even know, 15 minutes. And I I got it because my best friend told me that the white noise is bothersome. And I actually don't think that a pop filter is gonna help us with the white noise. <laughs> but that's, that's fine. At least it's gonna help us with uh, my incessant need to enunciate my B's and P's. Anyway, um, what's up? Happy Saturday. It's been a shitty go for about a month here, so I just wanted to do a couple things here. I wanted to check in, and then I wanted to talk to you guys about a couple things. I'm sorry, because a lot of this is going to be rambling, and a lot of this isn't going to make much sense, and I don't know, um, but it's shit that I need to get out of my system, so that's that's what's gonna happen and i'm gonna curse a lot because i'm real worked up today so that's that's uh what's gonna happen i'm gonna be self-conscious about the white noise literally the entire time that i'm fucking recording and that's fine let's let's talk about it may is mental health awareness month i don't know if you know this if you do sweet if you don't now you do you're welcome so mental health is something that i definitely struggle with and something that I've struggled with for a long time. You know, it's it's not news if you know me that I, I struggle with depression and anxiety. I'm pretty open about it. I like to talk about it. And it's actually what has fueled my career in... I'm going to sneeze soon. I'm sorry. Um, what has fueled my career in the mental health field. So right now I'm a social worker by day and a birth worker by on call. My doula business is starting. <laughs> <laughs> If by starting, I mean that I have no clients and I see, you know, like three new people on my website a month. But you know what? It's it's fine. As a business model, you want it to go slow. So it doesn't matter. Also, I don't really have the time or the patience to pick up other shit right now anyway. But that's just because my life has been in fucking shambles for about a month. So we're going to talk about that. I, for the last couple months, have been in a relationship with somebody i know that I've, I've mentioned him a couple times but uh that relationship ended extremely abruptly when he packed his shit and he bailed and i literally was getting to a point okay so let's talk about how much of a heathen i am for a second so i am absolutely for test driving a car before you buy it so i full-on believe that premarital sex <laughs> is something that you should fucking do um because it would suck to marry somebody who's shitty at sex that's just my opinion i wasn't raised in the church please don't judge me so i'm not gonna judge you on what you believe so let's just let's balance that one out there i uh had my boyfriend move in i don't know two, a month and a half two months ago doesn't matter anyway um beginning of april he moved in at the beginning of april and on monday i came home from work and all of his shit was gone and his dresser was on the corner so basically he packed his shit and he bailed while i was at work on monday which is which is fine as far as i'm concerned the rubbish took itself out and i know that's a really shitty way to think about that but uh you know, the, the, the situation wasn't going well. He was not dealing with his mental health in ways that I perceived as healthy or constructive. And that led me to not deal with my mental health in ways that are healthier and constructive. And 
during that time, I know that I was full well an enabler, uh, and I don't like to be an enabler. I don't like to see the wrong in people and then just let it happen, um, which is actually one of the flaws of my being is that I'm a fixer, um, and I, I want things to go how I perceive them is best, and I'm a, I'm a type A personality, you know, and so I, I walk into a room and I'm like, you know, well, the couch needs to be on that fucking corner because that's what makes the most... I am the Sheldon Cooper of relationships, essentially. Like, the couch needs to go here and I need to sit in this seat because it's the most appropriate seat for the best person in the entire world. Like, that's <laughs> that's kind of how I am with relationships where I'm like... Or, or mental health in general, where I'm like, well, you know, here's your problem and here's your solution. Go do the thing. And it's uh, it's not that easy. So instead of encouraging my significant other, I, well, okay, so I started with encouraging him to, to get his shit together, essentially, uh, and then I got to a point where I realized that, uh, he was not gonna get his shit together, and so I just shut the fuck up about it. I, and I mean, literally, like, I just stopped, I stopped talking. I stopped talking to him. I stopped talking to other people. I just wanted to be by my fucking self and have some goddamn peace and quiet, for a little while and basically that led me to be an enabler in the situation so it led me to allow him to do and feel whatever it is that he needed to do and feel and not be a supportive partner in it you know i think there's a line for sure where a supportive partner needs to go hey you need to get your head out of your ass and i think i did that a little too early uh and then tried to repair it in retrospect and it just went as shitty as it possibly could <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, which I mean is fine. So I've I've spent a lot of time trying to just be at peace with the whole thing because I've I've been going through my own shit. So uh once upon a time I was in a relationship in college that I did not know was emotionally abusive until I got out of it. And then I realized, holy shit, yeah, that was a really <laughs> emotionally abusive and kind of fucked up relationship to be in. And so I, I learned a lot from that. It took me a long time to like take my power back and be my own person and form my own identity because my identity was completely entirely rooted in him and what he was doing and what he wanted. And it, it wasn't a codependency. Like I just kind of lived, breathed, and was him. Um, I'm not going to name drop today. I don't feel like doing that. I also don't want to shit talk anybody. So I'm sorry if anybody hears this and is like, well, that guy's a fucking asshole. Um, you may be right. You may be wrong, but I'm not here to talk about what people are and what people aren't and what attributes they have. I'm here to talk about how I'm dealing with things and, uh, basically how the blood of Jesus fucking cures all of that. Sorry, that was sidetrack. Because uh, I literally, I don't even have anything written down. I'd like you guys to know that. That I literally like just had the most convicting conversation with my mom. And I was like, I need to fucking podcast about this. And then it took me 15 minutes to get my goddamn pop filter just somewhere where it would fucking work. I tried to connect it to my desk in like every possible area that I could. And it just wasn't fucking working. So I actually have it latched onto my laptop. And I'm just praying super hard that it like doesn't slip because it's actually like attached to my laptop and then leaning on my lap. I don't know, whatever. You know what? I'll fucking post a picture of it and you guys will understand what the fuck is going on. Um, cause I don't understand what the fuck is going on, but you know who does? Jesus, which is the whole fucking point of this 
endless fucking ramble. Anyway, there's a day in April that is a significant day from that relationship. What I have labeled it as is a trauma anniversary. This is this is what kind of happens with, with individuals that have trauma is that there are certain days that just remind you of something that happened or someone that happened. If somebody had a like a, a crazy emotional breakdown and they told you it was because it was their grandma's birthday like sometimes that isn't because of the you know sadness of losing them or what have you but it's because their grandma was their biggest abuser and you know even being reminded that oh today's my grandma's birthday just brings up all of that other shit with it like it drudges up everything that you think that you have buried and sometimes it kind of blindsides you too that it's just you know you're like well you know everything's kind of shitty and i don't understand why and like i'm just in a shit mood and like nothing feels good and whatever and then you're like oh because the 12th was grandma's birthday and she was a shitbag to me like that that's the kind of thing that trauma does so i'd like to point out that uh everybody's trauma is different so hey cat what's up right what else is going on did you want to come sit and podcast with me come here noodle has joined us we have been graced by the presence of the cat please don't eat my burrito bowl look this is what i mean okay so if you know me you know how much i just love food I made myself the most bomb-ass burrito bowl, and it is sitting here getting cold because I felt so convicted to share this with you guys. Eventually, I will eat that burrito bowl, and it will be magnificent, but for now, I'm- Alright, cat, lay down, dude. Dude, figure your life out. Alright, bye. Well, you fucking jumped off. I'm sorry. You don't get to get mad at me about that. It's your choice. Anyway trauma is completely valid uh and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of your trauma if you feel as though a an experience is a trauma experience it absolutely is and it's something as simple as like falling off of a bike and then you're terrified to get on a bike or a motorcycle for the rest of your life that is a trauma experience and it doesn't matter if it's stupid to other people or if it doesn't make sense to other people if you perceive that as a trauma experience it's completely valid and i want you to know that it's fine and that it it doesn't matter if you can't feel comfortable sharing that with other people because you should feel comfortable sharing that with god that's a whole other conversation that we can have i just i want to let you know that how you are feeling is absolutely valid about whatever it is you're feeling and if you have no trauma and you have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about props dude like oh my goodness i am so grateful that you are in a place where you do not know what trauma feels like that being said those of us that do know what trauma feels like uh you have a safe place not only in god but uh with me so if you ever feel the need to process through any of that by all means. But in April, there is a trauma anniversary for me, and so it kind of drudges up all those feelings and uh, feelings of uh, disappointment in myself for not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and I had kind of like a three-day identity crisis where I was like, but what am I, and who am I, and what is this, and blah blah blah, and a lot of that is just residual stuff from when we broke up and I literally didn't have an identity because everything I was was him 
so I have, I have a really strong identity and building an identity is a really difficult thing to do and it may seem like super simple to some people that you're just like oh well I mean you know what are the five things that you value most but it's it's really not that simple for a lot of people so as a Christ follower you know that's my oh see this is why I don't need a pop filter because I'm gonna fucking run into it as a Christ follower you know that's number one you know who are you and you're like well I'm I'm HL and I follow Christ and you know for some people that's the end all be all but you know I'll I like sports and sometimes I'm a vegetarian and sometimes I'm gay and you know there's there's a lot more to that and so identities are are really complex and there's a lot to them and I spent about the last year uh, living in in Boston basically forming my identity on my own without any influences and I mean influences like family influences where you know I don't have somebody over my shoulder talking about like oh well you shouldn't go this place and you shouldn't do this thing because I don't want you to and you know stuff like that so there are great benefits from moving across the fucking country from your parents and your grandparents and everyone that's ever had any influence on you because one you realize how different you are from them and two you realize how similar you are to them um and how much you know the values that they have are things that are instilled in you and that you can use those things for you know beautiful progress uh I can't tell you how much I want to be like my grandma, even though there have been points in my life where my grandma has made me feel really fucking low. I I want to be that woman day in and day out. I cannot tell you how badly. But so, so going through this trauma anniversary made me go through this kind of identity crisis anniversary. And so for three days, I was kind of like, well, who am I and what do I do? And, blah, blah. and so I had to open up to you know, my boyfriend about stuff like that, where I was like, hey, I'm actually kind of falling apart as a person. And then uh, he was falling apart as a person and it kind of perpetuated. And so it ended up being a shitty situation where even in trying to be depressed and just get the fuck over it, I was still enabling him and I was enabling me. And the situation was just a shit show. So basically that's what's been happening for me the last month i've spent the last month what i'm trying to podcast right now and you're just being loud that's where i've been for the last month right this is this like perpetual hole of just nonsense and bullshit and that's kind of why i haven't been podcasting that's why i haven't been meditating that's why i haven't been going to church is because i i, I literally just kind of shut down as a person and i forget to pursue things actually no I don't forget to pursue things I feel as though I cannot pursue things that I love I feel as though I am not worthy of things that I love I feel as though I cannot pursue things because they I am not the right person to be there doing that thing at the time so I kind of lose sight of God when I get into shitty situations like that and you know that's the one piece Hang on, I'm gonna play Harry Potter for a second. Gotta earn those stars, bitch. That's kind of the one piece of life where you actually should be pursuing God the most is when you kind of forget that God is a thing. And I know that that sounds really bizarre that you're like, I'm, you're like, dude, you, you get so depressed that you forget that God is a thing. Yeah, dude, I'm, I get so fucking depressed that I forget to call my dad, you know? And my dad is my favorite person fucking ever. But that's what depression does to you and your mindset and who you are as a person it just kind of breaks you down and you become a slave to your own mind right it seems foreign to a lot of people but those of you that have been through stuff like this you you understand it's tough to talk about 
when it's just like no one is fucking here and it's tough for me to talk about like i'm i'm putting this out to the world and it's tough to talk about so imagine that and then bringing it to the most supreme being in the entire world like it's difficult and it's not because i don't want him in anything it's not because i'm ashamed of what's going on it's just that i don't feel even worthy to be in the presence of god I'm sorry if at any point in this podcast I fucking cry because that's what I've got going for me right now. That's that's kind of where I'm at with with, you know, forgetting that's that's kind of what happens when I basically forget that God is there for me and that God is around. So this week has been weird, right? My uh my boyfriend up and leaves me. The cat is playing with something in the living room and making noise while I'm podcasting. My student loan peeps called my father and they were like hey you're the emergency contact for your kid and we can't get a hold of her because she owes us money and so my my dad was like hey do you need money and i was like fucking nope like because i'm trying to be an independent person because i picked up my life and i moved across the country so that i could be independent and get my shit together and that's what i'm trying to do and it's not working and you know so like that pressure in and of itself and then realizing that I haven't been spending time with God as a person and then realizing that I haven't been spending time with God as a community and that that basically it's kind of a a once a week thing for me so I'm fuck it I'm gonna own it I am officially a YWAM kid uh youth with a mission Boston is my home base and that's where I'm currently doing my DBS evening edition I am part of the second rendition of the DBS evening edition ever in YWAM history so I feel pretty badass about that and I'm kind of just owning my identity as a youth with a mission student and God has been putting on my heart lately uh getting closer with youth with a mission and you know kind of integrating myself with that community because community is something that I really need and that's something really important to me and my mental health and I know that there's God has a bigger more divine plan than just me but that's you know the the main thing right now is that it's helping my mental illness and my depression and my what have you to be in the presence of people that you know strive to be in the presence of Jesus that's that's basically so Wednesdays Wednesday night I spend time with God or you know Wednesday day at work when I'm like fuck I gotta do my homework that's when I spend time with God so I'm I'm spending time with God in really ungodly places and that's what you should do you know God should be you know piece of everything that's going on you know God should be with you when you are at work God should be with you when you're in the car God should be with you when you're at church you know it's it's a constant thing like you you are the church you are the temple Jesus is within you and so he's with you all the fucking time you know, you don't have to go someplace special to be in his presence. Um, and that's that's kind of what we've been going through uh, the first couple of weeks here. So we're, we're going through the Bible in 13 weeks or something like that. And so we're reading the Bible on our own. And I'm really excited one day when I get to do a DTS and like, you know, get to learn things and get like really knee deep into it because I get knee deep into it for like a half hour and then I'm knee deep out of it. So, you know, I jump into it and I'm like, wow, David, this thing, and like, this is crazy. And like, what about Goliath? That's kind of what I'm going to structure, honestly, the next couple podcasts about is about the stuff that I've been learning in my DBS and, you know, uh, going through, basically. Because there's there's a lot of revelations that I'm having about the Old Testament because that's what we've been focusing on um, because we're going... 
uh, basically chron- chron- chronologically, I can't talk, dude. I don't know why I have a podcast. Um, chronologically through the Bible, the Bible. So, but I I wanna wanna cover, you know, mental health in this episode. Like I said, dude, I didn't fucking write anything down, so I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my goddamn pants, and they're sweatpants, and they're really comfortable. But this is insane but you know insane things happen and insane things come out of you when you're convicted especially with the word of the holy spirit so eventually i'm gonna get to a point um you know and it's it's gonna ring true for some people so at least i'll fucking get there at some point i told you guys about how i've been in a phase of church hopping so i (laughs) technically haven't done any church hopping i have not been to church basically since easter because I've been destroyed as a person because I'm scared to go into another church because I'm scared of having a community go, oh, hey, we love you. This is great. And then me opening up and then them going, oh, (laughs) never mind. Because rejection in a lot of places is hard, but rejection in the church is really hard because those are supposed to be God's people and those are supposed to be people that love you like Jesus does. And you know, people have their flaws and we live in a fallen world and what have you, but you'd think that people who are high in the church and that have lived godly lives would live godlier lives than, you know, refusing to love you for exactly who you are. But that's just my little soapbox for the day about that. So that's, that's the truth is I haven't been church hopping. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not really seeking God in my life in general because i'm i'm fucking sad i'm not even seeking myself in my life in general so i'm i'm basically in survival mode like all the fucking time and it seems like things just kind of pile on so you know i start the week off with you know my boyfriend bailing out on me and then you know my fucking student loan people call my dad and my dad offers me money and then i so here's the funny thing is actually the day before I woke up with a phone call from my other student loan and they called and they were like, Hey, this is Greg from my fed loan. And I'm calling to let you know that you're $800 short on your loan. And I'm like, I I fucking know, like, (laughs) thanks for the update. Uh, and then, you know, the, the other loan is calling my dad two days later. And so I'm, so (laughs) I barely make rent my boyfriend leaves me both of my loans call within a couple days of each other um what and so like it was just kind of everything all at once that it 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 always feels like that too it's like once you slip down one stair you kind of fall down the whole staircase and shit just kind of piles on and continues to feel worse and worse and so you know it the the one slip was the trauma anniversary and then we go from the trauma anniversary to me being an enabler in my relationship and my depression kind of digging into itself instead of getting out of itself because of who I'm surrounding myself with and you know getting to a point where I feel like I'm being punished and he leaves which in a a part is a relief and then in a part is a really shitty situation without even fucking saying goodbye he just bails and then i get student loan people that call me and call my dad and and it's just you know what the what the fuck dude it it's a slippery slope so it starts with one thing and then it just keeps fucking going so 
because I've recognized myself as not pursuing God as often as I need to be and um, being hungry for, for more of the presence of Jesus in my life, I have actually started to listen to my church in Colorado, the Red Rocks Community Church. Um, if you're in Colorado, you need to go there immediately. My Am I allowed to say my favorite ex-boyfriend? Like, literally, if this kid called me, I'd be back with him in, a, in an instant. And I'm pretty sure he cheated on me. But that's that's fine. That's its own fucking thing. That's, you know, whatever idolatry I have going on with him. But he and I used to go. He introduced me to them. And so it's got kind of like a bittersweet taste to it. But Red Rocks Church is easily my favorite church that I've ever been to in my entire life. And so... um you know, I'm pretty sure it was Papa. Papa probably said something about like, hey, well, why don't you listen to podcasts of sermons if you're not going to go to church and you're not going to, if you're going to sleep through church because you're depressed, then how about you pursue church somewhere else? Do something. And so I said, okay. And I started to listen to Red Rocks Church on uh, Apple Podcasts. And so I've been listening, I started at the very beginning, which was December of 2015. So I'm sure as I like go through this, I've actually been to a lot of these sermons, but you know, um, God's word is timeless. So, you know, there's always something in every sermon for everyone. So I, I, I'm literally starting in like the Christmas season of 2015. And I was listening to one of the sermons today and it was, talking about how as often as you you know share shitty news and share shitty situations and you should you should talk to somebody about what's going on and you should talk to somebody about your depression and you should talk to somebody about those horrible fucking things in your life that make you go but at the end of it you have to finish it with but god's got it and i was thinking about it and was like well yeah but that doesn't make the situation any fucking better. Like, it doesn't make it easier to go through. It doesn't make it any easier to to be present in that moment and feel those feelings. Like, how are you supposed to feel halfway decent in those moments when you know that nothing's going right just because God has it handled? And that sounds, that sounds really shitty, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, I understand that God's got it handled, but uh, that doesn't stop the situation from being shitty. And I'm here to tell you that uh, actually it does. Because I talked to my mom, and my mom told me so, and my mom's always right. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, bitch. Basically, I uh, was talking to my mom about, you know, this is what's happening with my loans, and like, I, I put both of them into forbearance, and, you know, I lowered one of them, and I, I had to... to you know, give them a bunch of money so that I could actually go into income-based payments and, you know, I shouldn't have been paying this in the first place and, like, if you think about it, I'm basically breaking even just by paying rent, paying utilities, and paying my student loans and that, like, I just, I just don't make enough money to survive as a human in my favorite city in the world and like that's discouraging in and of itself and like you know I was listening to the sermon and it said well you know after I say all this shit to you I have to say well God's got it and I was like dude that <laughs> that's a shitty fucking way to end that like that's a really disappointing way to end you know all this shit is happening and everything is horrible but God's got it like that just it feels so unfulfilled and my mom was like but does it so she, she definitely challenged me and she convicted me in this and I'm going to share that with you guys and I'm probably going to cry. So I'm sorry if my voice breaks or it sounds weird or this doesn't come across exactly as it should. 
So, we grew up really fucking poor. And I mean, like, ramen and biscuits poor. I mean that my mom went to uni for nine years because she got grants all nine years. And that's how she fed us. Um, that she, she was making $18,000 a year and was raising two kids off of it. Now she's almost at six digits and she she loves her job and she owns a condo and she's fucking living the dream right now. Like my mom's killing it. Happy fucking Mother's Day. This is <laughs> this is an episode about my mom. I was talking to her about how how unfathomable it is to think that I owe somebody twenty five thousand dollars, right? That I, I went to uni and I paid out of pocket for uni and I got a $21,000 grant a year and I still owe them $25,000. Like, I don't even know what $25,000 looks like. I can't even imagine $25,000. Like, that's how poor we grew up, dude, is that like I, the first time that I had a job and I, I got paid in cash all the time out of the register, like, every night, so it, it was a fucking sketchy situation, like, whatever, but, like, I was working in a pizza shop, and it's fine, and, and I kept putting away my money, and putting away my money, and putting away my money, and the first time that I counted it, and it was a thousand dollars, I cried, because I had never seen a thousand dollars before, so, like, I, I can't imagine owing somebody twenty five thousand dollars, and then I was thinking about, uh, you know, Boston is where I want to be as a person. Like, if I end up meeting somebody and getting married and having kids, like, I want to raise them in Boston. Like, I want to live in Somerville. I want to live in Medford. Like, this is where I want to purchase a home and, you know, live my life. And you look at two-bedroom condos in Somerville right now, and they're half a million dollars. And then you think about, well, I got to put a down payment on that, and that's $50,000. So, that's just a down payment. And then you have to pay the bank basically twice of what you, you thought that you were going to pay them. So, you know, you take out a loan for half a million dollars, and you end up paying them back a million dollars because of the interest and because they're, you know, capitalist fiends. Just the thought of $25,000 is unfathomable. And then you add... Well, you got to spend $50,000 to even get a down payment on something that you're eventually going to pay a million dollars for. And in no space in my brain is there a place that goes, oh yeah, well eventually I'll make a million dollars. And not even just like in a year, but like in a lifetime. Like I, I, it honestly doesn't make sense to me that I could ever make a million dollars. You know, I, I make a teacher's salary right now. I'm a fucking social worker. I make no money. So it's it's unfathomable to me that like eventually I'm going to get to a point where I have $50,000 in my hand and I can go, hey, well, I can buy this house. That just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't, that does not compute. Logically, there's no fucking way that I can save enough money as a social worker, breaking even, spending $500 a month on student loans that I'm going to get a house? Are you kidding me? And then I'm supposed to say all that and go, oh, but God's got it? Like, what? And so I explained this to my mom. And my mom was like, I'm going to take that and I'm going to spin it for you. So it's unfathomable that you pay back your student loans. It's unfathomable that you get to a point where you have $50,000 in your hand. It's unfathomable that you get to a point where you 
buy a house it's unfathomable that you get to a point where you you know find somebody that's rooted in christ and you build a life with them it's unfathomable that you you know who knows who it is what it is for whoever uh, you know you it's unfathomable for you to graduate college it's unfathomable for you to raise your child it's unfathomable for you to i don't know fucking get out on bail i don't know but there's there's something in your life that seems completely unattainable because of the way that society is structured and you know we're we're born into a fallen world and there are certain things that you shouldn't be doing and there are certain things that are still being done uh and take advantage of us little kids that are just are doing our damnedest you know being a millennial is a really fucking hard thing to do because we got no money we're gonna rent for the rest of our lives and we'll be lucky if we ever own a house you know what i mean like that's an actual physical dream that we have is to own a house like that's not a, an aspiration that's not a goal it's a, it's a fucking dream so it's a scary thing to be 20 something and and then i have friends who have kids that live at their parents house like i can't imagine fucking trying to raise a kid while you know having these fears and and all of this so I, I for a lot of people it's a lot of different things but you know there's there's something that's unfathomable in your life that you're like i don't understand how that's going to come to pass i don't understand how that can actually come to fruition and the way that my mom spun this was that's what unfathomable faith provides you with Un unfathomable faith like people that are so rooted in the lord that they completely and totally understand that he's got it he's got it covered unfathomable faith brings you unfathomable victories because if you think about it the most unfathomable victory has already come to pass i'm, I'm about to read to you from from john 16 i'm starting in uh, verse 25 this is, this is kind of where unfathomable faith is rooted for me, right? So the ultimate victory has already been won, and this is Jesus talking about it. John 16, 25. These things I have spoken to you in a figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I come forth from God. I have come forth from the Father and I have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. And his disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you come forth from God. And Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered to each his own and leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The ultimate victory has already happened. The, the ultimate sacrifice already happened. Jesus has overcome the world, and he says it, plain as day, red, red text, right there, John 16, 33, I've overcome the world, take heart, I've overcome the world, have joy, I've overcome the world. See, we live in a fallen world, and as humans, it's really difficult for us to win victory over the world, it's really hard, but we have a king who's already done that, we have a king who went to the grave for us and rose again for us, if we trust in him, if we have unwavering trust and unfathomable faith, 
he brings us our own victories. You know, it's it's in Proverbs 69. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Um, uh, Proverbs 19.21, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. Um, there's in John 13.7. See, and this is <laughs> this is a simple thing right? Where Jesus is washing Peter's feet and Peter is like, Lord, why are you washing my feet? And Jesus said, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. And that doesn't even just apply to Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It's, it's constant, you know? Uh, Jesus washes us clean. We don't know what's happening in a moment that will conspire to something beautiful and original and beyond belief in, you know, a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. But Jesus does because he's overcome the world. He already knows. He knows the victory. And if you are following in his footsteps or if you are being as just like Jesus as you can, what's to say that you cannot have victory like he did? If the savior of all saviors is, if, if the fucking creator of the universe is somebody that you have on your side, I mean, what's, what's there to fear? What's there to worry about? if God already has that figured out and if God already has that plan sunk it into place, you know, uh, you can plan as much as you want, but ultimately what's going to happen is, is for your greater good. And that's the beautiful thing about free will is that no matter what we choose, no matter which direction we go, God has a greater plan at the end of that path. It doesn't matter what path we choose. There's always something beautiful that comes to fruition at the end of it and it may not be beautiful in the way that we understand it at that moment but beautiful things happen because of the way that god loves us and unfathomable faith and unfathomable trust brings forth unfathomable results and unfathomable victories and and that's that's what i have for you today is this message that it's it's a message. I'm fucking preaching today. I don't give a damn. It's it's hard. It's hard to take heart. Um, it's hard to, to be poor. It's hard to understand that there is a greater good in the shitty situations. Um, you know, it's, it's an easy perspective to have in things like breakups where that college breakup, I, I lost my entire identity. And that in and of itself was like that that moment was horrible and probably one of the worst things that I've ever been through and then you think about it and it's like well you know at the time I didn't know that eventually I was going to get to a point where I had my own identity and I built it all by myself God knew that I didn't know that my dad didn't know that and that's who I came crying to when the breakup happened and you know like so many shitty things came out of that situation and at the end of the day, I became a completely different person because of it, because God had a plan for it. And it's it's easy to think that way about breakups where it's like, well, you know, like that's just God making space for the right person. Um, and maybe that right person is you. You don't know. Like, I mean, I'm going to date myself for the summer because I can't handle other people right now. And I'm just, I'm not a good person. <laughs> and I'll own, I'll own that one because I want to pursue Jesus more. You know, Jesus is my boyfriend it's easy to see in a breakup where it's that's that space for something new to happen that's you know open time for me to spend time with christ that's open time for me to spend time with my friends that's open time for me to 
find a new hobby or you know get my business started or whatever like there there's something that I don't even know about happening because God knows about it um and you know maybe maybe I did make a shitty decision and maybe because of my heathenness of you know living together before marriage and having premarital sex and what have you that you know god punished me by taking that away but honestly i think it's an absolute blessing that that breakup happened and i i feel that now and i can't imagine what's going to happen because of it i am working on having unfathomable faith and it's a difficult thing to have it's a difficult thing to lean completely on god in any situation when we live in a society that's like yeah but you need to pay money for this and yeah you need to worship jesus but you also need to have a nine to five in order to survive and you got to feed yourself and you got to feed your cat and you got to blah 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 like you know you can't just fucking pick up your things and go to israel and hug people in the streets because that's not how the world works um so it's it's really hard to just drop everything and do your heart's desire um even if it is the calling for the lord but at the end of the day there's always a way that we can get exactly what we need and that all comes from unfathomable faith that's that's that all comes from saying everything shitty and ending it with yeah but god's got it and so that that completely switched my perspective on that entire sermon you know because at at first i was like you know that's a that's a nice idea but no that's absolutely something that we can live out and something that we can have faith in and it's just a matter of perspective i think faith and trust is a matter of perspective. If God trusted us enough to give us free will and to allow us the option to not choose him, he trusts and believes in us that much that we'll come home to him. So what is it that we think that we can't trust him with? You know, he trusts us with even choosing him. And you realize that that it's it's a it's a single moment where you go, yeah, no, Jesus is the savior of my life, and then everything's good to fucking go from there. And it may seem shitty in the situation. It may seem like it's a never-ending horrible thing. It may seem like nothing good is ever going to come out of it. But Jesus already won the world, and then He won your heart. And because He won your heart, He's doing work through it. And there's no reason to, well. <laughs> let's be honest, there's every reason to be sad, there's every reason to be fucked up about what's going on in the world right now, but at the end of the day, you know, we serve the Most High God, and that's what we have going for us. As difficult as it may be to take heart in situations and understand that there's a greater plan in the midst of it all, just to to lighten our burden by handing it to God and realizing that our worries literally aren't even our own, and that God provided everything that we have and that he will continue to provide everything that we will have and that he will provide unfathomable victories because we relied on him and he was our strength and he was our rock and he was our shield. Unfathomable faith in in and of itself is an unfathomable victory and then all that can come out of that is just continuous good shit, which is, I guess the way I would end a lot of sermons is, you know, just continuous good shit. (laughs) So I'm sorry that I just kind of rambled for I don't know how long, but I, uh, I felt really convicted to share that with you guys. And it's, it's a season for me. 
you know, this is a, this is a hard time of year for me. My life tends to fall apart right around my birthday. I, I, I feel like you never know who needs the reminder. So I definitely needed that reminder and I felt convicted to share that with everybody because, you know, lots of people need that reminder and I, I might not even know it and you might not even know it, but then you hear it and you go, oh, I, I really needed that. I can't promise that I'll keep up with podcasts, but I'm going to do my damnedest. Um, send me ideas. God, pop filter. There it goes again. Sorry. I'm just going to hold this here to finish off strong. Um, send me ideas. Send me emails. Send me text messages. Send me Instagram messages if you feel like you want to be on the podcast, if you want to partake in this. Um, do me a favor and don't get weird on me, though, because... I asked somebody to share some stuff with me and it turned into and it turned into talking about some pretty inappropriate stuff that I didn't feel comfortable with. So uh, don't do that. But if you want to spend some time talking about Jesus, talking about your trajectory, talking about your revelations, I would very much enjoy that. In the meantime, I'm uh, probably going to record a couple episodes here and there about uh, what I'm going through with the DBS and just the revelations that I've had. Um, you know, reading through, uh, right now we've gone Genesis through Kings. Well, I've gone through Second Kings because I'm weird and I did the homework for next week, even though we're, we haven't even read it yet. Anyway, uh, that's, that's my plan is because I, I, kind of want to share what revelations I'm having about certain things and, um, how the, thought and the context of my uh, beliefs, even in things like Leviticus, is changing. And I think that's pretty radical. So I just kind of want to like half teach, half preach about stuff like that, just because I think it's it's really interesting stuff. And reading through the Bible like a textbook is, is opening up a, a lot of doors here. So I'd like to share that with as many people as I can. So ultimately, thanks for dragging through this with me. I hope that it helped you. And if it didn't, then I hope you enjoyed my blathering nonsense. And if you didn't, then that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I love you. Uh, shoot me an email at justlikejesus23 at gmail. Shoot me an Instagram message, baby.davsdavs on Instagram. Um, because I now use Instagram like I use Snapchat because I don't like Snapchat. So I'm on Instagram like a monster and I like followers. So did Jesus. So, um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me ramble about nonsense and, uh, now I don't have to hold my pop filter up anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, love you. Talk to you soon. Oh, shit. Hey, cat, you got anything to say? Got anything to add? Hmm?